Hello everyone, good morning. Welcome to Christian Professionals Network. My name is Chima Kuala and I have the privilege of being the convener of this platform where we teach, train and raise ethical, excellent Christian professionals that will rise, thrive and take over their respective industries and workplaces by practically applying Bible-based principles to achieve results. So last week we spoke about managing self and God sent us to learn from the ants. Sent any of us that have been basically dragging our feet, slacking and delivering and managing ourselves end to end to learn from the ants how they are very, very effective at self-management, managing their deliverables, prioritizing. Because that's also one thing we learned from the ants last week. They prioritize, they know when to stop for the winter and summer. They manage resources, they manage their time, they manage their deliverables, they manage their stakeholders. Today we're going to take it a step further to discussing how to manage up. And you know one of the things that is either clearly or unclearly spoken in the workplace is, in in addition to your job description, the one that is stated in your goals, your KPIs, in your GD document, in your letter, in your package, there's also another one that is very clearly or at times unclearly spoken in the workplace, and that is managing up. And I like to summarize that as making your line manager's life easy. Line managers hire people that would help to make their life, their work easy so they can do more, be more, and also, because we are human, look good. It is difficult as a line manager. I speak as one, and I speak as one also that reports into one. It is difficult as a line manager to ignore a direct report that makes your life easy and makes you look good in the system. It is absolutely difficult They are difficult and impossible to hate and ignore. Regardless of every other flaw and the, should I say, fallible nature of man, once a line manager or a people manager has a direct report that makes their life easy in terms of work and makes them look good, such direct reports are not just invaluable and priceless. They are impossible to ignore. I am telling you both from experience of both being a line manager and also being someone's direct reports. And now let's look into the scripture. And a perfect example for this is Joseph. I'll start from the book of Genesis 39. And the beautiful thing about the story of Joseph, please ignore my voice. I was basically sneezing and sniffing this morning but i have declared that it ends at that it's not going to go beyond that it's not going to escalate into a cold or a cough no 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 no. not this season this is the season of enjoying my life and getting ready for the break it's been a very busy and hectic year i don't know how your own year has been but this year has been very intense for me very productive yet very very intense and i'm looking forward to the upcoming break i hope you also plan to take some time off I hope your organization is shutting down. I hope you basically have rest planned because it might just seem like next year would be getting busier. So rest for the journey ahead in 2024 
I plan to. So, um, yes, in terms of managing up, we'll be looking at the book of, uh, we'll be looking at Joseph. He doesn't have a book, but his story is told in Genesis. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'll start from Genesis 39 verse 1. And the beautiful thing about the story of Joseph is the consistency. He had multiple line managers and the result, the testimony, the experience was the same. He had one in more favorable conditions. He had another in more difficult situations and a difficult organization. But his outputs and his character and his demeanor and most importantly, his results were the same. He was basically in two different work climates, two different temperatures, if I'd say that. He moved from cool and chill, thanks to Potiphar's wife, to hot and extremely uncomfortable. However, his demeanor, his output, his attitude towards managing up and making his line manager's life easy and making his line managers look good was the same, was consistent. Why am I saying this? You might say, yeah, it's easy for you to say that. It's easy to manage up when up is manageable. <laughs> it's easy to manage up when up is manageable. What of when up is difficult to manage? Well, I hope I have successfully shut down that excuse because how easy can it be to deliver exceptionally and manage up in prison? This is a place where there's scarce resources, there's limited and restricted movement, there's regimented um, system of being. I don't even want to call it living. There are dashed hopes, dreams, angry people, people in despair, people desperate to get out of there. So can you possibly imagine the kind of, the, the thickness of the politics, and this time around, not probably good politics, bad politics, man eats man, dog eat dog, however they put it, human beings seen as ladders to climb, not caring whose ox is gored. Toxicity. It's prison. That's literally a mental graveyard for dreams, hopes, and dashing of any form of hope to become anything. But guess what? Joseph thrived. Joseph was excellently managing up regardless of all that situation. His output was exactly the same as when he was in Potiphar's house where he was in quotes in a better state, better culture, less toxicity, favorable disposition, favorable organization, favorable boss or or guy like we call it in this side of town when it was all hunky-dory, when it was rosy, and when it was all bloom, his output was the same. But also when it was all doom, when he was in prison, his output was still the same. So let's read it. So just in case you're thinking, yeah, it's easy to manage up when you have all your ducks in a row and everything is working right and I'm allowed to, I'm enabled to to succeed. I'm not saying that you should not be intentional for looking out for an environment where you will thrive. Oh no, please, that's not what I'm saying. We, if, if you are unclear, unsure, please go and listen to the clubhouse message, Dead End, where we broke down, the Holy Spirit broke down to us 
Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God's plan will never lead you to a dead end. And how to identify if you're in a dead end workplace. So go and read. Oh, sorry, go and listen to that um, Clubhouse message So for more clarity and context. So um, I would always discourage people as much as possible to find their way to trust God to show them out of a dead end if they happen to be one in their current workplace. However, in terms of your attitude and your output, what I'm just trying to say is your current situation is not an excuse. Ask Joseph. He was thriving both when he was in a favorable workplace and when he was in a highly unfavorable and toxic workplace. His output was managing self, managing up and delivering results was the same. He did not falter. So that's why we started with managing self last week. Because before you can effectively manage up, you must first learn and keep learning how to manage self. So I, 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 I saw a quote yesterday and I found it so profound. I probably need to paste it somewhere or have it written somewhere. The road to success is always under construction. It's not a clear paved path that is never open for renovation or what's the word, recalibration. The road to success is always under construction. It's not a permanently paved path. There are iterations, there are changes, there are turns, and there are adjustments as you go and as you grow. So also, managing self never stops. Managing up never stops. It's just that the more you are intentional and you invest in gaining the knowledge and putting in the right attitude to doing it, the better you become at it. Now let's get to this story because we're already almost halfway into our time. Genesis 39, I'll read from verse 1. Now Joseph, I'm reading the NIV version. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Can your line manager trust you this much? Entrust your care and trust that you will not backstab them and trust that they will not give you access and you will betray them and you would abuse it. Can they entrust that they will give you a task and you will say, I will deliver it by close of business today and you actually do so and they can go to sleep and not keep hovering over you, micromanaging you, calling you and chasing you up. And it says from the time he put him in care of everything he owned and the household, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. What level of trust? Honestly, this is aspirational for me. As much as I know that God has given me favor and I have attained 
a good level of trust. This right here is the goal. You know what you say? Goals. This right here is goals. I stopped at verse 6. This right here is goals. And it's something that even just reflecting as I'm sharing this right now, is something I'm going to literally have as part of my goals for next year. And trusting everything, like everything. Because the truth is, the more reliable you are, the more results you show, the more trust is given and the more you basically build on that or the more you deliver on that trust, the more will be given to you. The more trust is given, the more you deliver on it, the more is given to you. Potiphar did not get here in one day. He must have started with a little, okay, take care of five rooms in this house. Since he's doing it perfectly, okay, let's make it ten. Oh, he's doing it. You know what? Let's give you the whole of ground floor. Oh, he's doing it perfectly. You know what? Just handle the entire building. Ah, this building is doing so well, and the other five are in crisis. Can you please oversee the other five buildings? You know what? Look after my entire estate. You know what? What about it? Can you come over to the office and take a look at the way operations and things are running? I think my operational costs are too high. And I noticed that since I'm managing the, my domestic estates, operational costs and efficiencies have reduced significantly. You have introduced shared services. You have introduced digital to make our processes more efficient. You have reduced processes from 10 steps to 5 steps. And you have made, um, increased turnaround time. Oh, you have also increased um, um, visibility through communication, through branding. You know, come over to the office, let's talk. Oh, your, the process, you have used your scrum and project management skills to deliver excellent work. Oh, the IT arm of this conglomerate has been suffering so much. But since you came in, you have literally done a 360 with all the knowledge you have on AI design thinking, critical thinking. So we could go on and on. However, it applies to your industry, whether you are in human resources or otherwise, or even if it's not an example that was cited. Oh, we've had so much reputational and operational risk, and it has been affecting our reporting to regulators year and year. But since you came in, while well, we've been able to nip it in the board, our reputational risk profile has significantly increased, reduced by 50%. Trust has grown among stakeholders and regulators. You know what? Can you do this? Trust grows when the one given is basically what's the word multiplied so i don't think potiphar just started in one day probably started with one room he started with one part of the house and before you know it he says in verse six the only thing that potiphar concerned himself with was the food he ate do you really think joseph must have been earning the same thing with the others that were sticking to the job description there's something my pastor taught us early on and and we learned it in terms of service to god in church so it's like when it comes to serving god you are team anywhere necessary so you see if you're one of those employees that you are given a task outside your ideal scope and you're like no does this not within my scope you're speaking english nope i'm not paid for this you're not going to grow as fast as someone who opens up their heart and their hands to do more i can tell you that for free you are not going to grow as you're not going to go as far and you're not going to grow as fast as someone who opens up their heart and their hand because some people open up their hand but their heart is not open because that hand is what am i getting in return it's different when you both open up your heart and your hand with the willingness to do more will it stretch you yes is it more demanding yes at times i even paid for it or compensated immediately no if 
your heart and hand are open together to do more, to be more, to make your life manager's life easier, to make work, to make your organization thrive, grow. There's a difference in the way you behave. If it's only your hand that is open, as they're giving you more, you're asking for what comes with that more. Uh-huh. So what's commensurate? Now they have given me more, let's discuss how can I get more for the more that I'm doing, which is not in itself bad. It's not, I'm not asking to be a matter or to do to be under to undervalue yourself or to overwork yourself and not get commensurate benefit or compensation no 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 not at all but the beautiful thing is when it is clear that your heart and your hand that is open first to do more when it is time and you have the holy spirit remember i'm speaking to christian professionals so we're not doing things by secular or worldly standards. We live in this world, but we have our own standards that guide us. The Holy Spirit will tell you when it's time to bring it to the table. Remember, Jacob, I'll give that example again. Jacob did not tell Laban in the first seven years, oh yeah, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, come and give me my due. No. Laban cheated him for the first seven years. He no talk to him, at least based on what we saw. They said, work another seven years. We'll give you the original of money that was in the offer letter. What you put in the offer letter, seven years he was being underpaid. They gave him a different wife. He did not talk to him. He did not complain. He did another seven years before he eventually got what was in his offer letter 14 years ago. But the Holy Spirit, he knew when he was, when it was the right time to speak. He knew when it was the right time to present his strong... Bible says, um, present your case and bring forth your strong reason. There's always a time for that. And the Holy Spirit will let you know you when there's time. I've been in a, I've been in a situation. I'm sure I've shared this before, even on um, Clubhouse or on one of our podcasts before now, where I was working in an organization and the scope of my work kept increasing. I started with one subsidiary. Before I knew it, within one year, I had been moved to the group to oversee all those six, seven subsidiaries for the scope. The money I was being paid did not change. It didn't move. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't move by a dime. I was not talking the money. Of course, I expected. It's ideal. It's expected that if you move from handling one to seven subsidiaries, your job scope increases that broad. And not only that, the scope of what I was now doing, the breadth of what I was doing also increased. It didn't move. And I kept doing it. I kept doing it. Of course, I was asking questions. Nobody's saying you should play full, please. Let's not take um, the word of God out of context. But I also knew when it was the right time, when the Holy Spirit nudged me, okay, now is the time, and this is how you go about it. It was a Jacob approach. I've done this, I've done this. I sent to the two C-suits um, executives that I was reporting to at the time. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. In the last X month, in the last less than one year, that you moved me to the group to handle, to oversee the subsidiaries. Look at all what I have done. So it was a more logical way. It was not a, a case of, hmm, Let's start talking. No, 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 no. Of course, I asked questions. So what does this mean? Now they are giving me more. Oh, we discuss, we discuss. I didn't fold my hands and say, okay, you know what? I'm not doing, I'm not lifting a finger beyond what I'm currently being paid for. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, did I reap what I, what I was expecting there? No, but I got it somewhere else. And that's also bring, that also brings me to that point that we always see. You reap what you sow, but not necessarily where you sow it. What God assures you is that you reap what you sow. You do not say it must be where you sold it. Literally. Then I was watching other people. They were basically increasing scope, compensation. I was looking at everything happened. Oh Lord, am I a pepper soup spice? Oh Lord, am I a celery stick? All those silly things that people say. How dare you even compare Imago Day? As in 
image of God. That's who you are. Your real name is Imagode. The image of God, made in the image and likeness of God. Pepper soup spice, yam tuba, celeristic. Gosh, what level of insecurity and denigration is that? Let me not even go there. Maybe we face our front. Mm-hmm. So, Holy Spirit told me, keep quiet and face your front. And then eventually he told me when it was time to move, he said I should start trusting him to move to somewhere else where we now reap that's what I was expecting to get where it was not coming. Was he hurtful? Was he painful? Yes. When the time came, he compensated me and gave me three. Three. I was speaking and choosing. Three mind-blowing, mind-blowing opportunities. So, if you have not learned how to open both your heart and your hand to do more, to be more, to manage up, to make your line manager's life easy, to do team anywhere necessary beyond this is not we are drawing line you're using chalk to draw thick line anything that crosses this line of my job description nobody should come and you you might eventually grow but i can assure you might and it's a strong probability because line managers and organizations anywhere in the world don't like people that don't work with heart and hand if you're all hand as I open my hand, you people to be opening your hand. Let's be trading by battering. As I'm giving the work, I need you to be matching it with commensurate amount of compensation or benefits. As is expected. But at times when you're too transactional, it doesn't really count or go well for you. Because it's still human beings behind these organizations and systems. So Joseph was doing all these things. He did not say, hey, God, do ordinary slave life. This man wants to really slave and draw blood. There's no way Joseph could have been earning what an average slave in that place was earning that was probably just doing what was within their scope or job description. So if you have and when God gives you an opportunity to do more, to be more in the place he has planted you to do your day job, please grab it with hand and heart and let the Holy Spirit guide you on how to deliver, how to have the conversations, and most importantly, ensure that you are not just delivering the results alone, but you are making your line manager's life easy. People who make their line manager's lives easy, almost like learning how to speak your line manager as a language. One of my colleagues said that recently that he said thriving in the organization when he learned how to speak, he called his line manager's name. So literally saying, I learned how to speak Chimiokwala as a language. I mastered the language. Honestly, it makes your life very easy. And the second place in Genesis 39, I'll read from verse um, 20. The second place when Joseph was in an unfavorable position, an a more toxic system, a system where there was basically, we've read one of Bloom. Potiphar's house was fairly Bloom compared to prison. So now even in Doom, verse 20 of the same Genesis 29, 39, says, but Joseph, Joseph, while he was there in prison, the Lord was with him. Have you noticed that all through the Lord was with him? You must remember as a Christian professional that God is with you. God is very, very interested in our career. Don't allow anybody to fool you or lie to you that is otherwise. He's very, very, very interested in your career as a Christian professional. He says, and Lord showed him kindness. So even when you're in a toxic system, you can experience God's kindness. Trust me, I've experienced it. I've, I'd I was experiencing targeted and localized toxicity. But God was literally soothing and shielding me with kindness. He says, and God granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Prison warden is supposed to ideally make his life miserable. 
but God granted him favor. He says so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison. Basically, Joseph was now elevated. He was now managing his own colleagues, managing his peers. All of them are prisoner now. Is there senior prisoner and junior prisoner? Ideally, Seth, he likely would have been junior prisoner because there must have been pre- people that were in the prison before him. There must, be, there must have been older and longer state prisoners. But automatically, he was elevated above his peers because of his attitude and output. He had the same attitude in Potiphar's house and he carried it to an even toxic and unfavorable system. And God shielded him with kindness. I hope you are getting and learning something and also taking notes for how to start responding appropriately, whatever your own situation is. He says, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. There were people there before Joseph came home. He was not a, a secluded prisoner. He was the only one. There were people there before Joseph joined. And he went there and he transformed the system. So you have no excuse. Ah, you know how many people that have been here before me? Ah, look at Joseph. Learn, let's learn from Bible examples, believable references. It says, and he was made responsible for all that was done. They said the warden paid no attention. You see, you see that Potiphar, he says Potiphar paid no attention to what he was doing other than the food he was eating because he entrusted everything to Joseph. Joseph carried that same behavior to even this highly unfavorable and toxic system. First, he experienced God's shield, shield of kindness because he is a Christian professional. This one says he's covenant professional. And then he says, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You must remember always that God is with you. And whether you are favorable or toxic, you have no excuse. Learn how to manage or make your line manager's life easy and open your hand and your heart to do your work as team anywhere necessary. Of course, respect and understand boundaries. Read between the lines, the written and unspoken rules. Some organizations favor it better than some. But God is with you. And that is what is paramount and ultimate. Let him, through the help of the Holy Spirit, lead you. I hope this has blessed you today and I wish you a splendid rest of the week. Um, Let's see how December goes in terms of whether we're going to shut down towards the holidays or otherwise. Let's see as it goes, but um, also feel free to catch up on our podcasts that have been running since last year if you have missed any episodes and also our clubhouse messages. God bless, 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 bless you and have a splendid rest of the week. Bye.